We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. By Under Armour. Welcome to Light Years. Uh, yeah, as I was saying, I've never seen a uh, a scuffle on a on an NBA court that close. Like the closest I've been to a scuffle like that's like on a pickup court. You know? You, uh, you need to tell me. You need to tell me. Did Joe Lacob step onto the court at any point during the kerfuffle? I don't think. Right I, I don't think so. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Like. My attention was solely on the players. So by the time I like started scanning the crowd to see how other people were doing, they had, um, you know, they'd already separated. The uh, the choke was over. So, uh, you know, if he did, I missed it out of the out of the periphery because, you know, to be honest, like uh, Clay, Clay and McDaniel's are huge, and seeing them like fly around, I was like, whoa, what's going on? And then Gobert jumps in there, and then. Yeah, it was uh, it was a thing, but you know what? Now we're here. Ooh. Arrest Draymond Twitter is incredibly excited right now. It's the best. Uh, we're recording this Wednesday morning, nine a.m. We have already got a Woj report that they are assessing additional suspension. If you're listening to this by now, you saw the video footage. You know what happens. I'm not breaking news to you. Um, Draymond got Rudy Gobert in a headlock and they're assessing how many extra games. I, let's let's start with the initial suspension or the initial ejection. What did you think of that ejection? So when I when I first saw it happen, by the way, it's a 0-0 game. Nobody had scored for over 2 minutes. I thought this was the best thing that ever happened. The energy was amazing. The teams definitely don't like each other for whatever reason outside of just Rudy Gobert. I feel like they don't feel like now they've got a thing with Anthony Edwards. Um, Mike Conley's was on those old Memphis teams. I genuinely think this is the new version of Houston Rockets slash Memphis Grizzlies of a few years ago because the Grizzlies are a joke now. Sam, this is what the NBA needs. This is what the NBA needs. They need the hatred. They need the passion. They need people to, to give a shit about mid-November games. Um, I thought that was amazing. It I felt like a – it legitimately felt like a playoff game the entire time. And people are going to say it's tournament energy, but you know what it was? It was it was the scuffle off the bat. It was, it was no more complicated than that. 
And and no other team in the NBA is like that. You can argue whether this is a good or bad thing for the NBA. You can argue whether Draymond took it too far. But dude, like he didn't he didn't knock someone out. He didn't dirty kick someone. Nobody got hurt. I, I just thought, dude, this is what sports is about, right? This happens every Sunday in football. Uh, this happens when baseball players throw at each other, which I think is extremely dangerous. But at least there's passion there. With basketball, I literally saw a, a tweet or a note yesterday from Monty McCutcheon saying, um, "We." take out taunting because the play gets too passionate players get too passionate and something bad can happen it's like dude from taunting to fighting are like four different steps right you yeah. can we get the first and second step to, to matter first in the nba because that's what's amazing so i th- i thought this i thought this is i thought this was great but at the same time and i'll kind of end up pausing i thought at the same time i mean he deserved to be ejected right yeah it's so <laughs> after all that once you it. once you put someone in a headlock yeah and hold it for more than a second, you're getting kicked out. What shocked me was Gobert didn't get kicked out. Uh, and honestly, they, they probably would have won the game if he did. But that's that's a different story. I don't even think the results of the game matters too much right now. Um, I'm, it was – he grabbed Clay, and I, I guess I'm just confused on how, you know, I understand Clay and uh, McDaniels getting ejected. I understand Draymond getting ejected. Not going to argue by the letter of the law. Anytime you like kind of escalate a situation, you get kicked out. That's just kind of, it is what it is. Right. You know, but how is going out of here? And then all of a sudden Gobert comes in. And I don't know why, I don't know why he's grabbing. I don't know why Gobert is grabbing clay when his own teammate, he could just grab him. Isn't that what most basketball players do? They just grab their own teammates and push them back. (laughs) Isn't that what's normal? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's kind of where I'm just like, and then Draymond went in there because he grabbed Clay. And then Draymond did extra stuff because he of hates course. Gobert. Like, yep. let's 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 yep. be honest about everything that happened. And mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I don't really care. But enough of the like Gobert was acting as a peacemaker. That just come on, man. You're lying. That's not what happened here. That's not an honest interpretation. And honestly, I think Draymond's gonna get more than five games for this. We'll find out. End of today or probably – I'm honestly, I think probably Thursday morning. We'll find out before the OKC game. But he's going to get an elevated suspension because he's Draymond. And that yeah. kind of sucks. But it's the – well, let's just get to it. I'm going to pull up the Gobert quotes because I understand why the Warriors dislike Gobert. Gobert essentially got embarrassed by a guy who's eight inches shorter than him. Draymond's pushing 6'6". Gobert is 7'2", 7'3". He got – owned by Draymond because Draymond is tougher than him. That's not, that's not a question, you know, like, and, and then we get these quotes from him, you know, uh, if he knew how to choke, it could have been way worse, but his intentions were to take me out. It's like, relax, buddy, relax. Yeah. Getting like, he's, he, he ran his mouth post game afterwards for an extended period of time. Um, let's get more. He was grabbing me. He was grabbing me. He grabbed me. Uh, the choke wasn't good enough. Yeah, it wasn't enough. Like, it's just, I don't know if we need and, to, and, I don't know if and we then need to relive about, everything. No, he, he about brings it, up the Steph one. He talks about how, he talks about how, you know, Dray, Draymond doesn't play when Steph doesn't play. That's clown behavior. He says clown behavior a couple of times. And I mean, that's just not, look, man, I don't think he should have been choked out, but I'm not going to sit here and act like it. nothing was his fault out there i also th- nba is gonna give draymond a suspension for escalation uh which they will which they and will 
Uh, and it'll be longer than any of us are happy with because he has a history. We all know how this can play out. Uh, Gobert needs to be assessed something at this too, because it's like he gets to run his mouth. They just have to kind of take it. They're just going to do more going forward. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's, um, it's, it's not a, it's like one of those things where it's like by mediating it one way, you're actually making it so that they're probably going to be more, aggressive the whole way through you know like next time they play they'll be more aggressive i think i think also to go back a little bit i actually don't think clay and jane mcdaniel should have been ejected i thought that was kind of be i thought it was i mean a, i i would i would prefer that too i i've just maybe maybe i've been beaten down by the reality of the, the nba, NBA. Yeah. yeah i mean they didn't punch each other it was a shoving match it, it kind of pulled each other i thought maybe flagrant run or text and keep it moving is, is what i thought uh, obviously the the Draymond stuff took it to another level, but um, I don't know, man. It was kind of it was kind of weak. The, the Clay and Jaden McDaniels one, um, yeah. But I think back to Draymond, five games minimum, if I had to guess, and maybe we'll find out by the time the show comes. But like, I think right. five minimum, he's done for. And to your point about them playing more aggressive, I do think the war. I do think other teams are going at the Warriors, thinking, man, these guys are kind of. They're kind of washed. They're kind of old. There's a lot of a lot of people who yep had their asses kicked by the Warriors. See them as this is our time to kind of get them back. And I also think they think that they can get under their skin. I think they think that if we can just mess with Clay or Draymond, like they'll pop a few. Now, now Steph isn't there. Steph will be. Steph is fine. You can't get under his skin. But I think those two guys, and I think Clay, especially these last few years, you saw the four fingers to Devin Booker when they're down by twenty. I think a lot of these teams are saying, "Hey, man, we don't even have to beat these guys. We can just mess with them, and, and they'll kind of just blow a gasket because they're." Like you said, they're kind of over the hill and they're fighting back and it's not the right way to fight back, right? Like they're not going out there and they're not beating teams and fighting back that way. They're fighting back literally. And that's not, I think other teams are looking at them and saying, yeah, this is, this is easy, easy pickings for us. Jaden McDaniels is sitting there like, I'm the worst player in this starting lineup. You kick me out. I'm good. Right? What does he (laughs) care? Ain't that the worst player in the starting Yeah, he is. I just went through and I'm like, yeah, maybe. Because I think he's good. He, he, he is, but he's the, the worst third player. best player on the Warriors. So Better than Wiggins. We'll get to him. Better than Wiggins. But, but he's yeah. the worst player, right? Like, they need Conley. Like, that's the other guy, right? But but still, yeah. like, you, you'll take that. You'll take that every day. If, yeah. if the Warriors I mean, lose that, play. The other option would be saying Gobert is the worst player on the Wolves. So, well, uh, but he's Paul probably he's, be, he's better. Yeah, he's better than. Yeah. I mean, when, when you say it that way, now I just I'm like, God, they got a pretty nice starting five. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, that's, that's mm-hmm. a different that's a different topic. Uh, you know what I also think is uh, is interesting about the Draymond thing. Players, look at who players are taking, whose side they're taking. Oh, Evan really? Turner, hmm. and obviously Evan's going to be probably a little biased in the Draymond camp. He goes, my only take: don't throw the book at Draymond for being a good teammate. He didn't start a fight and he throw a punch to be honest would it have been better if he just pushed rudy to the ground he low-key just removed him from this situation with a rear naked choke <laughs> i could one I, I i'm assuming he's laughing as he's typing it because it's, it's a hilarious explanation but i mean if you want to really get into it it's like yeah he he didn't punch him he just he, he saw him holding clay he jumped in there and got gobert out of it and you know we move on 
not that big a deal. I think this is a generous interpretation, but it does kind of, sure. you know, the I, I do get the, the mindset here is like, come on, man. He's being a good teammate. He was supporting his teammate. Nobody got hurt. Do we really need to make it more than this? Which I think was your initial point. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, not how it's going to play out, but it is. Uh, if it was Kevon Looney, how long do you think this suspension is? If Looney did that, I'm not convinced he gets suspended. I think he's just thrown <laughs> out of the game. Maybe yeah. one game, maybe one game. Right, you know? right. If it's right. if it's really anyone else on the team, if it's Dario Saric, a game, you know, yeah. like, hey man, uh, you escalate, you know, blah blah blah. You're you're out for the next game. Uh, because Draymond has a track record, it's going over five. What's uh, the what's the what's closest, it? Sam? I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but like, what's the closest suspensions that's been ha- like that's close? Is the Isaiah Stewart one is kind of close? Like that was kind I of. I was a thinking, fight? you know, who I was thinking? I was thinking of Ron Artest. Oh, well, uh, was per- a while ago. Oh, it I was, see what your point it is. was a while. It was a while ago, but particularly late career yeah. Ron Artest, like the last <laughs> couple of years with the Lakers, like it was a little like Draymond. He could still defend. Yeah, right. He still right. scared people. There was a lot more antics because he wasn't the athlete he used to be. And he'd cross the line. And in, in, in some ways, I think it is like Draymond where I'm not even sure it's as intentional. It was just kind of like you're slower to the spot. So you're throwing more bows and stuff like that. Anyway, that's a different situation. But I, Ron Artest sticks in my mind as yep. similar. And yep. he was. I was going to say, is there a number? Because I, I was just looking at, at at Isaiah Stewart's and he got suspended two games for blowing a gasket that one time. So, like, you would think that's the starting point for where Draymond's going to be. In the oh, ball. that one was yeah. insane against the Lakers, right? Yeah, where he's yeah. running around the court and I'm LeBron like. LeBron of all people. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? you going to fight LeBron? <laughs> the fuck okay. are you doing? I, I thought the one I thought of, uh, I could finally. Um, I found Ron Artest in 2012 got seven games for elbowing James Harden in the face. Uh, and it was, let's see if I can find the actual, he, he, he like cocked up and, and elbowed him. Um, and he, so he got seven games. And that was, at that point, he had the same reputation Draymond had. Like when he got into it, it's like, oh, it's him again. You yeah. know, that sort of thing. And, you know, he swung his elbow, hit Harden really hard. He was kind of lucky Harden didn't, well, this is before we, this is OKC Harden. This is before we really got hip to the ways of his uh, his flopping. But you know, it was, it, it was that thing. He got seven games for the for the elbow hip to, to the head. ways of his flopping is killing. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, okay. it's, I, I mean, I think that's honestly where he's going to land. Something somewhere between five to ten is my guess. All right. Yep. I agree. I agree. I'm with you. The chat mentions Ben Simmons got zero games for choking out Cat. That's hilarious. Well, oh. the, the the NBA needs Ben Simmons to give a shit more. So yeah, they should they should they <laughs> they should be trying to get him on the court, not suspending him off the court. So I think that was the right move. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, anything else we want to talk about on the Draymond thing? Nah. It just is what it is. Like, are you? I think you. I think you had a good point there. Like, he, they're. It's easier to get under their skin these days. Uh, yeah, didn't we just talk about you know the Cavs game or like, hey, I get you want to get thro- you you want to play with a chip on your shoulder and go crazy, but you can't get thrown out of those games. And literally the next game, he's gone. Um, I know we'll get to the game, hey, but I think games. some two games later. God, yeah, <laughs> right, right. That was two games, and and don't you. Like we'll get to it, but I, I do think a lot of times when Draymond does this, he wants to 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 light a fuse on his team, and it worked. But you, you, I mean, you're the best player on the court right now for the Warriors, or second, 
you can't you can't get booted out. But again, like whatever, man. We've seen it so many times. I don't I don't go waste my breath talking about what he should or shouldn't do. This is what he does do every year. So I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if this ignites them and they come together a little more. I also wouldn't be surprised if it does nothing and if they just keep drifting. They're on a four game losing streak right now. Yeah. We didn't even uh, talk gonna, about that. <laughs> you know, they're going to play. Well, well, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think whether he gets 10 games or four games or whatever it will be, you and I are both in agreement he will not be playing Thursday against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that is our Under Armour matchup of the week. So I think when you consider the fact that they've lost four in a row and almost assuredly Draymond will not play in that game, I don't want to call it a must win, but it's feeling like they need to they need to reverse this before four losses turns into eight to ten straight losses. Yeah. Because Right now, you know, they were six and two and we were like, yeah, things are looking good, you know, and now they're 500. And, you know, if they fall, falling a game under 500 in the 13th game of the season doesn't necessarily mean anything. But given the stakes of it, given the Draymond suspension, the losing streak, and I don't know, it, it, the vibes don't feel as bad as they felt last year, but they don't feel overly confident when they're playing to me. Um, and then, and we we haven't even talked about it, but like, is Steph playing on Thursday? Probably not. Yeah. So all this stuff ties together to a game that's going to be incredibly difficult to win, and one that they probably have to have. Yeah, and uh, it's a difficult matchup because uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander is going to be back. Uh, he didn't play the first game, and he was incredible. Uh, against the Spurs uh, last mm-hmm. night, they played, and they've got Chet Holmgren. I will say, Sam, I, I do think in a short burst they they could be okay without Draymond cuz you you could get bursts of Kevon Looney and and Trace Jackson sure. Davis who again look solid defensively on offense things clear up a little bit Chris Paul is the guy that plays the traffic cop bro and maybe they can get some good shooting around him right so i think i think and, and more athleticism with more minutes from Kaminga you would think and Wiggins is playing hard out there but i think the real tough obvious uh missing piece is is Steph to your point is, sure. is he's probably not going to play Steve Kerr says he's day to day um but he also in the second breath says well if he misses a game or two we're not worried about that so it sounds like he's going to miss a game or two so he's going to miss this OKC game and that's where um it becomes incredibly difficult for a team to score because uh last night they looked like a college team out there they just couldn't score now Clay's going to be back but they still couldn't score they couldn't make a mm-hmm. shot and this has been going on Sam for 12 games for all season, right? So that's tough. All right. Given that we lost Sam, I'm going to end the segment by saying Steph's 11th signature shoe steps into the second decade of a sneaker career, pulling colorway inspiration from the wonders of a positive and modernized future on and off the court. Do your thing. Change the game. The Curry 11 future Curry is available now at currybrand.com. All right. Wow. Uh, no Samuel. Uh, he's gone. I think I think Adam Silver pulled up and said, we're done. I think he said, uh, no more Under Armour Curry brand uh, segment. I think we're done. Um, hey. Going back to the, the Wolves game, uh, I think what's, what sucks is uh, they, even without Steph, Clay, and Draymond, they should have won that game, and it was Chris Paul messing up the execution down the stretch there. You know, that, uh, that play where he had the easy shot, against um and he 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 saw Gobert 
thought Gobert probably would have blocked it. So he passed to the corner, miss, goes to the other end. They hit the game winner, and here we are, you know? Yep, yep, yep. Frustrating. Um, well, so let's get, let's get into the other parts because I think there's – Let's go. Once, you, once we get away from the core three, there's two main topics uh, from that game, which I think we have to hit on. One is the positive, which is Pajemski and, to a smaller degree, Trace Jackson Davis. Yep. Breakouts, yep. the rookies look great. The other side of it is the third year guys look as lost as ever. And um, and so let's 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 start. Can we start with, with the good first. Can we yeah, start, let's start with the good? Let's start with the good, but like those are the two topics. I see the chat's asked us like five times. We're gonna talk yeah, about we'll, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. So Brandon Pajemski. This is my guy. This is the guy I told you on draft night when you're like, What well, we drafted a, a point guard from Santa Clara who's like 20 years old for it? I'm like not see this guy's a hooper this guy can play he's i'm not going to count looney because looney built himself into a player over four years uh off of injuries in a different way he might be the best basketball player this team's drafted since draymond green it's one game it's early but he's 20 years old he looks like he's never been in a weight room and he plays the game like a vet like he just knows what he's doing out there and he can actually execute it Kuminga and Moody, I'm watching him, and it's still more theoretical than actual in Kuminga's case. We don't, you know, we don't even need to talk about Wiseman or Jacob Evans or, you know, Jordan Poole is a good player, but he's gone, that sort of stuff. I, I think Pajemski's going to end up being the best player that they've drafted since the wow. uh, the Harrison Barnes, Draymond Green, uh, Festus Azili, you know, the, the super draft, right? Like that. I, the super draft is great. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think what you said to go back about him being the best basketball player yeah. is, is it that right there is it. And, and meaning that he has this intrinsic feel for what to do on the court without having to learn it. He already knows it, whatever that is it being dude, he just knows where the rebound is going to go. He can get rebounds, even though he's under, he's gotta be under six, three, but he's out there getting more. Nah, boards. Than he's that's a, that's let me give you the, is he actually, he actually, he's, six, he's a legit six, four. So maybe he, he, he measures – I'm trying to give you – Can he dunk, uh, you think? By the way, yes. I'm just saying this. He's getting more rebounds than Wiggins and Kaminga. So I'm not – I don't even mean it as a slight. I'm just saying that kid is out there, one of the best rebounders on the team, and mm -hmm. he's not athletic. And, and to your point, okay, I'll give you. So, so he's 6'4", but he's not athletic, but he's out there getting boards, more than guys that should be getting 10 a game without even, mm -hmm. without even blinking, right? So that in itself is huge. Um, you can tell he's going to be a great passer. Sam, I, I think part of that is going to be immediate. You yeah, saw an immediate first summer league game. You're like, oh, this, this dude looks like he's been on the Warriors for a decade. He knows how to play yeah. already. So the yeah. shots, the shots there, he couldn't make a shot in summer league, but you can see that he can shoot now. He made that lucky one, but he's a shooter. Um, the thing that I think is also absurd is, and that we didn't get to see at all in, in summer league. And for the guys that watched the, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, what did he play? The WCC or whatever it was. Yeah. In college, he has incredible touch around the basket. Incredible yeah. touch. He has he has an ability to finish within eight feet. At least I've seen across twelve games that uh, nobody there's, on this team has except for Steph. There's no team that's harder to finish against inside than the Wolves, or they're at least one of the, like that's Rudy Gobert's thing. No, it's like yeah, the hardest. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. And then you throw in their other like they're just they're all wingspan at every position with like a three time rim protector defensive player of the year if you could finish against that if you can make those little floaters going inside those little like 
five to eight foot push shots, you're you're good because that's about as hard as it gets in the NBA. And like in summer league, he looked overwhelmed by by length and athleticism from the NBA, right? Like we, he looked a little overwhelmed. He does it now. That's the thing I really like about him is like, it, it reminds me of like, like Brock Purdy. It was like, some guys just learn shit quick. You know, he's fast. He, he, get, he yeah. In summer league, he was overwhelmed by athleticism. Four months later, he's already adjusted to it, you know, not to pick on, you know, Wiseman and Kuminga, but what year are we in with those guys? They still haven't figured a bunch of stuff out. Being a fast learner does matter. You know, you know who always sticks in my mind is like a fast learner and that sort of stuff. It's like Draymond. Draymond couldn't. I mean, it, it looked like he couldn't play NBA offense his rookie year because he couldn't, right? Um, but he was so smart, he just figured out ways to to be effective. A completely different style of player, but like bet on bet on the high IQ guy and will be able to figure it out with touch and he'll um he'll get there once he like you know plays a little more than kind of the other way around a raw athlete who's displayed no ability to play basketball uh, are we throwing coming in the wiseman grouping now so, not no uh, no nowhere near nowhere near it's like because Wiseman nah, might be out of the I'm league not. kuminga might yeah. be on the kelly Oubre path is yeah you know, <laughs> just yeah like, we'll we'll get to him it was it's getting so a little the, tough out there but from the chat and I'm not throwing this comp out here yet, but I tweeted last night. He, he reminds me of this player. This was my favorite player growing up. Looks like Pajemski's favorite player is Steve Nash growing up. I did not know that. Um, Another Santa Clara legend. I, I was going to say, because they went to the same college. Is that why? Um, pro- probably. But Different different player than them, but Jalen Williams. Maybe maybe Santa Clara is like the hidden gold mine. <laughs> Jalen Williams. You know, maybe, maybe the, Santa Clara, Jalen Williams, you know. <laughs> maybe Steve it's Nash, Pajemski, Jalen Williams. Um, yeah. The, the the uh oh and the other thing to call out is herb sendex the coach he was harden's college coach jalen mm. williams college coach and pajemski's they all have kind of a similar way they they kind of handle an attack a little bit there so i, I don't know i'm maybe. just saying i like the comp i i don't i'm not i don't have anything more than that because only one game sam but hey sticker talked about how he's gonna play more he, he mm-hmm. blatantly said he's in the rotation moving forward i assume he's gonna play next to uh Next to Chris Paul, because I mean, like he's he's, I think Pajemski's probably not good enough to play lead guard off the bat now off the bench, but he's certainly good enough to play a lot of minutes next to Chris Paul. He did yeah last night. He was very good. So well, and and um, maybe he'll get some minutes next to Steph too, because the one the one take I had coming into this game was they missed Jordan Poole from the sense of just somebody who can create their own offense outside of Steph. Yeah, Uh, and I think we all expected Kuminga to hopefully fill that role. But when you, when you go and, and Chris Paul to fill it in his own way and them to like fill it in the aggregate. Right. Um, and it hasn't happened through, you know, a dozen or so games, but where it is happening is with pajamas. He might be that guy. They might not have a choice because they just need another playmaker out there yeah. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm with you. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think they may be long-term, I mean, this game. This game was kind of a wash going in. It was, it was exciting. They, they. I mean, I don't know if you can argue they should have won it, but maybe they, you can, they, they should have won it when they were up down this. Like, given the late game execution, they should have won it. But yeah, when if you told me when they got ejected that they'd be in it at fine. the end, I would have been surprised. You know. But maybe they find something with the Pajemski stuff. I, I, I'm still a little. 
like how how much can they fight how much can this Pajemski stuff help them I, I think the TJD addition is going to be more important and he didn't play as much but he's certainly someone that I think they're going to need a lot more because some of this is Man, if, if, if Wiggins and, and Clay are just going to shoot – or if they're going to shoot better, I think it does alleviate a lot of the stuff that Pajemski provides so you can get away with it. But they do need TJD's athleticism, rebounding, and defense a lot more versus I think some of the guys, especially Sam, especially like Kaminga now. Because he's almost playing his way out of that's, the rotation was, to me. So that's the other thing. Like – they want Kuminga to be that athletic front court player in the rotation. And he had such a good preseason. I swear he's gotten worse from game one to game 12. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's inaccurate. Maybe it's just, he's just still inconsistent. Preseason was preseason. And it's not that he got worse. It's that he hasn't gotten better since last year, if that makes sense. But if he's going to be that inconsistent, Kerr's going to eventually just continue turning to Trace Jackson Davis because while he lacks the upside with the theoretical shooting and wing shot creation, he does provide front court athleticism and he knows how to play like a five. Like he's, he's six, nine, but he knows how to box out. He'll get rebounds. He knows how to finish. Um, He'll get, you know, he knows how to set a screen. He knows how to just do the basics of that role that Looney does, only he's got way more athletic burst than Looney. So part of me wonders if, you know, he's going to end up playing Kuminga out of the rotation. If that happens, yeah, then uh, – and it's also happening with Moody where – and that one I'm not sure I'm aligned with Curran because I feel like he can shoot them. Well, he can shoot the ball. He can do certain things. He's been playing good defense. He's been um, rebounding the hell out of the ball for a wing, right? Like, is Moody a good shot creator? No, that's not, you know, but that's not his role. I think they're worried about him defensively, but then just put guys around him that are better defensively, right? Then that's where Chase Jackson Davis comes in, and maybe you put Looney next to him a little bit. That's uh, it gets ugly there, right? It gets a little ugly with that, but that's what Moody. That's what you have to do to get Moody to. To, to get the ball to shoot, to space the floor. You can't put Corey Joseph in there. I know people are really mad about that where everyone was. Um, but but back to Kaminga, which is, I think, the big one, Sam. That, that's the really, really the big one when you talk about third-year breakouts. Um, that's the guy that even defensively, he's not good right now. Uh, last game, I talked about Kyle Anderson getting past him. Tonight, he's just – he's not really fighting back against some of these guys. Naz Reed is a really hard guard for him. Quarantine in town is a really hard guard for him. Not at, I'm not saying that he should be – locking up these guys but he's allowing i saw mike conley get past him a couple times shake milton's coming back getting past him kaminga should be defensively as good as any of these guys but you can tell he's just not locked in there because he on offense he's so lost that on defense he's not providing anything sam so the rebounding's regressed it's it's a total regression right now he looks exactly like kind of the worst parts of how he looked last year there's no other way around it like it's I again I don't know that it's that he actually I don't even know that he's regressed it's like I just don't know if he's got better yeah you it's know? hard it's hard um, I mean we said this team could be a contender if you know if, if one get Wiggins and Clay back to who yeah. they who they've been the last couple of years but if Kuminga took a step he was the player I thought had to take a step to provide that extra athletic punch to them. Uh, and through 12 games, that hasn't happened. And then even worse than that, like Clay and Wiggins 
I've, I haven't seen either of them play worse basketball than what they're playing right now. You know, Wiggins, I'll give him credit. There was a lot of fight for rebounds that happened last night, but he still can't hit a shot. You know, four for 15, one for seven from three. Although I like that he at least took seven. The games where he was only taking one three really worried me because that, that's how I knew he was in his own head. Like he wouldn't even let it rip, you know? Sam, um, Sam, Sam, hold on. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Steph is out. Clay is out. Okay. Angel Wiggins, four for 15, doesn't even crack 10 points. I'm with you. The efforts there, defense he played on Anthony yeah. Edwards at time was incredible. <laughs> I mean, but what the fuck, dude? You know, here's my thing. Expect him to be inefficient when he has to take more shots without Steph and Clay. Um, but, like, to your broader point, like, when's it coming? You know, because this is, this is, this is the, this is the 12. I'm, he's, what are we? <laughs> does the shot look broken to you? Because to me, it doesn't look like he's, like, massively like changes mechanics right i mean i don't yeah. know that yeah i don't know that it doesn't look like it, it, it not, not to like the like basic it. eye test yeah, yeah exactly doesn't look like he's taking some crazy sh- i mean he's he's shooting shots from two feet behind the arc where he just gets a screen doesn't drive it uh, whatever mm-hmm. and also he's driving into the paint right at rudy gobert it's like dude why didn't you do that against jared allen like jared allen's probably not blocking it but rudy gobert i mean the dude's seven two why are you yeah. just driving right into him? The one time, because the guy never drives into the, the paint at all, but he does it three straight times and gets blocked every single time. Um, nine points, Sam. They lose the game by three. I mean, nine points, and, and Clay's I mean, not can, there. There's like, then... there's like four separate games this season we can point to where they lose by like three points and Wiggins is one for 10, you know, where he's just like, man, against Minnesota just too, goes, if he just goes for 10, we're good. Yeah. That's the, that's the, that's the scary thing. Minnesota's always been his like breakout team in two straight games. He, I guess there's a little juice energy wise, but like I, I can only give you so much credit for trying. There has to be a, some final product, a little embarrassing, of course, worrisome. But they're going to be out Draymond for a while, and Steph's going to be out a couple more games. Sam, he's going to get 15 shots plus again the next few. And games maybe, and and you know what? Like positive case, maybe that's the best way to break him out of this. Yeah. Just like, hey, just keep, dude, sink or swim. Yeah, Steph's not Steph's not here. It just shoot until you start making them. You know, unless someone can point me to something really structurally wrong. Like the, the popular conspiracy theory is it's not even conspiracy theory, but like the rib injury. He's still feeling the effects of it. He can't fully extend on his shot. It's thrown off his rhythm. Like, I get it. Maybe. Could be real. He's, I mean, it's not like they put it on the injury report. It's not like he says anything. So I, that feels like, that feels like you're trying to find a reason. I was going to say, just like, like bullshit. More than just like, I don't know, man. He's struggling. Let's just, he's struggling and he's just going to have to keep shooting until he stops struggling. Yeah. I mean, if he's hurt, then don't play. I mean, it just, it, he doesn't seem hurt when he's trying. He, tr- he tried so hard last night. And, and that's that's part of it. I kind of feel like an asshole. But, like, he tried so hard last night. He was there getting offensive rebounds and, and all that stuff. It's just, man, it just, if it, if it's if it's the rib and he's still hurt, then, then sit out. He played all the preseason games, right? Like, okay, cool. He rehabbed the rib almost all summer. Awesome. <laughs> he's not the first player who's had to rehab in offseason. Like Steph does that every other offseason because half his seasons end with injury. Um, Clay rehab for three years in a row. Uh, you know, like Draymond, I've seen him have back issues that keep him from working out all offseason. Like I can understand that maybe it sets him back 
a little bit, but this doesn't look like that. I don't, I don't know how else to put it. This kind of looks – he's just in a funk. Like, he just yeah, got to shoot his way out of it to me. Yeah, man. Wait, he's not a child. We don't have to treat him like a child. All right, Sam, I'm going to get to the I'm gonna get to the goods here. This week's Light Years podcast is brought to you by the Sleeper app. Are you using the Sleeper app for daily fantasy basketball? Sam and I are. Tonight, we are taking the overs, the absolute overs on a couple games uh, uh, in the NBA. Uh, Damian Lillard has has been struggling. That's an easy one. Steph Curry may be back coming up. So looking at the rest of the games for the week, that's a good one that we're going to have to take. Klay Thompson is a good bet for overs because there's nobody else left on this Warriors team, right? So if you think you know basketball, then try to turn your basketball knowledge into real money with the Sleeper app, the ultimate fantasy sports app that can turn game day into payday. Just download the Sleeper app and pick more or less on your favorite players with more stats than any other DF. DF app, just choose two or more of your favorite players from pregame or live. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms are used for details. Currently operational in over 25 states. Check out Sleeper today. And, of course, the Light Years podcast brought to you by the Lawnmower 5.0 Manscaped. Dude, if you're ready to spice up your Thanksgiving as we dive headfirst into mountains of mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce, <laughs> let's talk about the unsung hero of the holiday season, the Manscaped Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. That's right. It's time to go coat turkey on your old razor. Take care, of you. Take care of your own turkey leg with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Visit manscaped.com. Use light years for 20% off and free shipping. And enjoy Thanksgiving in style with the Lawnmower 5.0. 0.0 ultra gobble gobble boys gobble, so gobble. <laughs> get 20% off free shipping the code light years manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping manscaped.com use code light years be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from manscaped your balls will thank you this week's light years podcast brought to you by game time Sam, I was in New York and I wanted to catch my first ever Yankee Stadium game. Went to it last second. The app that I used to buy the tickets was Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Light Years, L Y G H T Y E R S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code LIGHTYEARS for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I really think this current state of the team, they're going to make a trade. If this doesn't turn around, if this does not turn around by mid-January, so I don't don't think they're going to make a trade, um, you know, November 16th or December 3rd. But I think if Kuminga and Moody do not establish themselves in the rotation, they're faced with a Wiseman situation, which is year three, extension eligible. If they're not in your future, like you know you're not going to keep them, 
because you're not ready to commit that money and they're just, they're just not the guy, right? You kind of have to move them. And then secondarily, if they don't take that step, this team's probably going to be floating around play in range anyway. Another reason you have to make a trade because you're not good enough. So, and it's early, but I signs seem to point to Dunleavy being a little more aggressive than Bob in this sort of stuff. And so it's early, but the way things are trending, man, I think they're going to end up being making trades around the deadline. And so the, where this ties in, we got our first trade rumor of the season, your favorite player, the Bulls, Zach Levine, the Bulls are open at basically summarizing shams. The Bulls are very close to just hitting eject and seeing what they can get for Levine, maybe a Caruso, DeMar DeRozan. They know their team sucks, know it's over, and don't expect their key players to be on the team past the deadline is kind of the general vibe I'm getting. And what's interesting on the Levine one is he just signed a four-year extension, but it seems like both sides are like this. Let's just move you somewhere else, you know? So while the Warriors are not listed as a team that would be interested in him, and that does not surprise me, he doesn't scream Golden State Warrior on face value. You know, we've seen these trades come out of nowhere all the time. We didn't know the Warriors were trading for Andrew Wiggins until the day before it happened. Uh, Nobody knew Dame was going to go to Milwaukee. We all thought he was going to Miami. So I don't put too much stock into the Warriors not being listed as like being thirsty for Zach Levine. Uh, meaning anything but I guess where's your hat with trying to acquire someone like him um good lord Sam good lord we're not we're not we're not should I trade should I trade machine this up for you should I show you yeah show me the hypothetical Jesus Christ I can't yeah I mean the easiest hypothetical is clay for him because they make the same amount of money I already know where your head's at with that take. So we're just going to ignore that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But Come you could do something uh, like Chris right. Paul. Give it to me. Chris Paul, Jonathan okay. Kuminga, okay. and Moses Moody. Okay. At, okay. Just from a, like, he makes $40 million. Yeah. You would have to figure out a way to get that contract. Chris Paul makes 30 Those other two combined for about, you know, 10 and a 12. Pick. In a so, first. No, I don't think you have to throw in a pick because that contract is so gross, right? You think they don't even have? Yeah, to they get it. they get salary relief and two young cheap players. Like I don't know. Do you think they're doing better than this in the uh, for for uh, for a guy like Levine? So okay, um, like I, I, this is just you know, or your other option is Clay and maybe a pick. No, uh, no, no, they no, make no. the same money, or it's. It's almost impossible because Wiggins makes 24. It gets very complicated to try to trade Wiggins for him in any capacity, but it's doable. Anyway, let's look at this one. Just yeah, talk. Let, let me walk. And yeah. Chris Paul and both the third year guys for Levine. All right. So I'm going to walk backwards a little bit. Short answer is I would do this trade. <laughs> so I cannot believe it. But okay. So I, the clay stuff is a non starter because you, you've got to really. Uh, Clay provides his floor space. I know he's not shooting well, but he provides the floor spacing. Then you get a guy that just essentially does what he does. I'd rather just have Clay. Both guys are horrible defensively at this point. Not horrible. Both guys aren't great defensively at this point. 
And people are saying, like, oh, Levine's a great scorer. Is he or is he just a good scorer on a bad team? Okay, so throw that out. I, Wiggins. I will I will say this. Zach Levine's like significantly better than Jordan Poole well, uh, as a scorer. Oh, yeah. Like he does average 25 on like every year, 39% on a ton of threes and like over 50% on his twos. He's, he's a gunner. You're right. But like it, at least it goes in the basket more often than, so, than some other guys. So I would like the Bradley. So it's the Bradley Beal argument, right? So throw the clay sure. one out. Wiggins, I throw it that is one out. Bra- it is kind of the Bradley it's Beal It's the argument. same thing. They might yeah. they might like him more. But I, I throw the Wiggins out. You talk about contracts being not possible. I talk about, dude, that's your best wing defender. As bad as he's been, he still is your best wing defender. You got to keep him. Now, if this. He's still, if, he's still, if he's still sucking 40 games later. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know that you're going to be able to trade him if you want to anyway. I, so, I don't know. His so contract is still to, good. I mean, his contract is still good. His contract is good, assuming he shoots over thirty percent. It's there's no contract that's good for ten percent from three. You know? Yeah. So. I, so this, this, I, this is doable. I'm working with this again. Contract is contract. That's not my. I'm not worried about that. Unless you tell me that they've got a better guy that they can get for the Chris Paul contract. Kaminga's just not a guy. Now the, the Bulls are going to have to like Kaminga, and they're going to have to like Moody. I think most teams are going to like Moody, but maybe not love Moody. I don't know. If most teams are going to love Jonathan Kaminga, but they may just have to get off that Levine contract. That's what this is, and I think Levine probably just doesn't want to be there. I would do this I mean, only because those two guys aren't providing you depth anyway. You can argue Pajemsi is going to take his pulse back up point guard minutes which is fine and now you've just got way more scoring the closing nine lineups are going to be a question mark but sam i i just think i would do this because you get to take away some of the question marks about coming in moody who weren't providing you stuff anyway and then if you were to tell me and this is just one game of pajenski being great as the backup guard that he can play that role moving forward then what is kind of the point of chris paul on this team right so then you can now close lineups theoretically, with Steph, Clay, Draymond, and then you can put around them Wiggins and then shooting with Levine. To me, that's still defensively, I don't know what you're going to do there, mm-hmm. but that is great offense. That is now great offense for your team, and it does shift Wiggins to being kind of the fourth option, which or yeah, which is the fourth option, which is probably better for him. <sighs> Long story short, I actually think I do that trade. Do you think Mike Dunleavy does that trade? I don't know. Um, and my, my my biggest hesitation, I'm playing with the trade machine way too much right now. Uh, but what I was going to say, I like my, biggest, <laughs> my biggest hesitation with uh, training for Levine is he does address one of your needs, which is someone who can get you 20 plus efficiently and be a second option next to staff. Uh, but he doesn't address your second biggest need, which is some form of size and athleticism in the front court. Like in a perfect world, I think I'd rather have them acquire a Siakam because he can address both those things. He can give you that secondary scoring punch you lack, but he also is a front court guy, which they desperately don't have. And my question is, you know, you really only have one opportunity to make one of these trades because you can't trade Kuminga twice. Once you trade, once you traded those young guys and those picks, you can't get them back. Is it worth blowing it all for, for a Zach Levine? I don't know. 
He might be the only guy out there. I know the chat's throwing Pascal Siakam on. You know, you guys know I agree, but I mean, is he out there? Um, people are throwing, is Alex Caruso in the trade? I know. Is Alex Caruso going to get more in a trade than Zach Levine, which is hilarious, even though, I mean, can you argue Levine's a better player? Probably. But um, yeah, I mean, you're right. Can they wait till the offseason to flip that? that CP3 contract. But again, now you're waiting until the offseason, right? And that's another season gone. Because um, it looks like this season, they're going to need something to push them over the over the the hill if they're gonna, even going to get over. Well, ironically, if you can argue they're over the hill. But they <laughs> they need to make a trade for them to go to become a true title contender. And um, is the Levine trade failed? Look at that. Uh, failed, Levine... failed because you can't trade Corey Joseph. Can they just the release of December? They have can to they wait. just release Corey Joseph? Can, can they, just they, have to, they just have to wait till the 15th of December to pull this off? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, my. I wouldn't do this. This is gross. This is disgusting. I don't want this. This, this is, is gross. Just, we're just wholesale changing the roster. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Know? These, are, these are pointless. I think it's. Um, I don't know that they for sure need to do a trade, but it's like, I think the thing you should take away from this, or I would tell listeners take away from this is like the clock is officially on Kuminga has 30 games to prove uh he can be a more consistent contributor Moody has maybe 30 games to prove it uh, maybe they don't trade him at the deadline but I do think like they're getting into this point where it's like look man if you're getting passed up by the rookies we were we've indirectly acknowledged you're not our future yeah. you know so it's still early. It's still mid-November, but it's, you know, two months goes by quick is all I'm saying. And that's kind of what we're talking about now. They got what? They got two months to figure it out. They're six and six. It might be a shot when Steph comes back that they're two, three, four. Draymond comes back. Are they are they four games under 500? I mean, that's the exact same thing as the Warriors last season when they were in three and seven, right? Like this thing moves fast. Are, are they just battling to get out of the playing around again this season? Because it's, it's certainly... Certainly looking like it. The schedule doesn't get any easier. Um, you know, they've been at home now, but they've lost a lot of these games over. They can't shoot at home. Um and and, and they might need to make one of those moves. There, there's no there's no more let's wait till next season, right? For this team anymore. I, I think when Bob Myers was at the helm, it was very much a oh Clay's hurt, maybe we can wait till next season, or maybe the, we think we're not good enough, maybe we just hold on to these guys and see what happens. We're at the point where I think they kind of know what they have from Kaminga now. And if Kaminga's going to end up being a very good player one day, I, I got a feeling, Sam, it's not with the Warriors. And we've, and look, how many times did they say optionality? That's what this is, man. You have 80 million in expiring contracts, you have two third year players, you know. In, an, in a different universe, Kuminga takes that step and looks like the next Siakam and Moses Moody looks like Desmond Bain. And you're like, okay, old guys, you're out. We're in this way. Well, there's the other reality, which is the old guys look old and the young guys don't look ready. And you package them all together for guys who are not 21 or 38. They're like in the middle. They're 28. Uh, and you go that way. So that's the whole thing with option. How old is Zach Levine? 28. 28. Yeah. Yep. How old is Siakam? 28. Yep. You know, yep. how old is Jokic? 28? <laughs> probably, probably not getting Jokic. Would be nice though. You know, I'm just going to, I'm just, I'm just going to list every 28 year old. How old is Wiggins? 28. You know, like, well, so it's, might be 30. Looney, Looney only 27 though. Looney is ageless. The yeah. young, the young loon. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like it's, 
the pods thing is awesome. And it's cool that they have a player that I'm excited to see them develop for an extended period of time. But the guys who are a couple years older than him, um, you got a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Chat says, Chat says he's got more of a Manu Ginobili vibe. I love how like our comps are Manu and Steve Nash, like probably unfair, <laughs> but you're asking me for my car. I'm not going with, it. I, I like the other sand. I like the Steve Nash one, but I, I'm going to hold on to it. I, I need to see more. Do but. you have another secret comp? I know that, that was it. I, I just don't want to talk about why. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it feels like I'm, I'm getting too crazy about it. Considering white I wasn't guys, too bought guys, in on them, right? White guys from Santa Clara. It's not That's, complicated. So again, I didn't know. I, I truly didn't know last night when I was watching the game, I truly didn't know that, that, and I should have known this because Steve Nash is one of my favorite players. That he also went to Santa Clara, and I'm just like, oh wow, it does work perfect. And then somebody's like, oh, you know, his favorite player growing up was Steve Nash, and I'm like, wait, hold on, isn't Pajemski like 19 years old? There's no way he watched Steve Nash. I was watching Steve Nash when I was not like 15 years old. What is, what is he watching? Just is he just watching tape? He he definitely wasn't watching Steve. Steve Nash, Nash retired in. Well, let's see. The best of Steve Nash, like was Primo the, Steve Nash, though. You know what I mean? Primo Steve Nash was the OOS. Yeah. So. And he was one years old. was bored in, I think, 2003. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling BS that three-year-old Pods was, like, really geeking out to MVP Nash. <laughs> um, funny. But maybe they threw film on for him. Maybe they just, I'm like, sure that's be, it. You can be like him. Uh, you know, it sure it's not helpful it. to throw on, like, LeBron film for him. But like, yeah, you probably can't be like him. <laughs> I think that's that's how it goes for the most of the living world. You can throw on film a Steph. You can't really throw yeah. on film a LeBron. You know, that's why, that's why <laughs> Steph is so much- Pod's first words were seven seconds. Or less. <laughs> yeah, he plays fast. He plays. He really does. Fast. Plays fast. Smart though, not not dumb. It's fast, but smart. Yeah, you know, uh, when he was in college, he averaged nine rebounds a game, which was like. In general, if you rebound the ball, that means you're reading what's going on pretty fast. Like it's not always a one for one, but like. Guys who rebound tend to have some level of feel. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought it was funny. He's, he said, like, he thinks he can average a triple-double in the NBA, give him some time. And I was like, oh, God, this guy. But maybe. that's a, That was the other thing that stood out to me, seeing him live. Uh, he, lo- he, he has that, like, Steph quality of where he loves to play to the crowd. He yeah. was very he – was, he was very into it. He was, he was uh, sticking his tongue out at Joe Lacob a lot. Pretty funny. He's like, yo, I'm about to get paid because I know, I know they ain't paying these third-year guys. I'm about to get paid on this team, baby. This he's is my like, team in five like, years. He's like, Joe, I am your guy to sell to Danville after Steph retires. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I cannot argue against it. Um, he is a fun, 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 fun. We're player. about we're about four months away from the Pods jersey being the second most common jersey you see in Chase Center behind Steph. I'm calling my shot. You're gonna see so many little kids with Pajemski jerseys. It's a great, it's a great name too. I, by the way, is it Pojemski? Because Kalena kept saying Pojemski, and I'm just like, uh, is it is it Po or Pod? I don't, I'm I've only heard Pojemski, yeah. uh, but I haven't heard him say it. So I don't know. Mo, every announcer other than Kalena says Pojemski. So yeah, maybe he's we should like, get some, he's like saying let's po. let's get let's get some official clarification. Yeah, 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 yeah. Peninsula Peninsula Dad's riding up the Caltran. In Pod's jerseys, you know it. We could probably get his dad on the show at some point here. Maybe we should. Guy's a talker. You saw him at the draft night. I did see him. I mean, military guy, man. It's great. He's intense. Kid's intense. It's fucking awesome. I love it. Should we, should we end it here? 
Let's go. It's a good, it's a good show. Appreciate everyone. Or right, we want to take a couple of goon calls. Take a couple of goon calls, I guess. Let's go. Right. Let it ride. Right. What's up, Tanish? Hey, How you doing? can you guys hear me? Yeah, we no. can hear you. Perfect. Um, I'm I'm just gonna say I, I low-key feel like I dinked it. Like I came on the pod like three games ago. I said we're gonna be oh, I remember. And <laughs> this could not have been more of a disappointing three games late. Um, Draymond with two ejections in a row, like that was that was rough. But I had a question for you guys. Um, mm. Without without the basically like the core, because Clay isn't playing like Clay. Clay's playing like full more than anything, honestly, right now. Um, do you guys think the team has enough depth to like? be 500 even and not have to like not have to dig itself out of the hole uh like once steph curry comes back Uh, no team has depth to 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 come back from their best player being out i think this team though is uniquely set up to have that depth coming in i I think like was especially with chris paul taking some of those minutes but the problem dude is like draymond's gonna be out for five plus games so now you're talking about your two best players that anchor the offense and defense i mean that's it's not looking great. Yeah, I mean, the, your best case scenario is this period of time is what Wiggins and Kuminga specifically need to get themselves going. If those guys are going to play poorly, like, it's a wrap. But, you know, now we're just talking about it. It's like, yes, if everyone in your rotation sucks, you and you <laughs> suck. You know, so I don't know. They're, it, it's hard to be super optimistic about it because those guys have just been subpar the whole season. But, you know, I, I think back to last year, both times Steph went down with injuries. It looked like they were cooked and clay stepped up pool stepped up. Dante DiVincenzo stepped up in those moments. So you can't write it off as like, this is exactly what Chris Paul needs to kind of figure his stuff out. And Wiggins needs to figure his stuff out. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, um, I was talking we saw about- from pods. <laughs> Yeah, I was talking to a friend, and he he's been a clay hater since the Lakers series. And every game so far, I've had to talk him off the edge of trade him. Nah, he's I'm it's out. Little, that's a little unfair. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully Clay can find a shot, and Wiggins can find a shot with like more attempts because steps out. I mean, honestly, I don't even care if we lose. Like guys, like just shoot, like make your shots, please. Yeah, that's a good point because yeah, if they're if they're they're probably gonna lose some of these games, but if it means that those guys are gonna be locked in and, and in rhythm by the time Stefan Draymond comes back, I think you can argue, you know, that's a win, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of exactly. sad, but maybe the next five games is, you know, let's assume Steph is out for for three of them and Draymond's out for all five, maybe more. Um, if if you could tell me the next five games they go one and four, or two and three. But you tell me that Clay and Wiggins get back in rhythm. Yeah, I, I mean, what choice do I have? I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you, Steve. Who do we Keep got? Moving. Next? Oh, what's going oh, hey. on? What's up, man? Good morning, good morning. Good, man. Good you coming on? You coming on when the days are dark? All right. Yeah. Is it? Are you in a? Are you in a college dorm? No. Um. <laughs> like my guest room doubles. Like my office doubles ah. as a guest room. So we have like a, a little loft, loft. kind of nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What's up? Little little diary hours early. Um. <laughs> I, I think uh a Rudy Gobert's a hoe. Like like it's a, like it's a lot of the Draymond stuff is gonna be worse because like Rudy couldn't stand on his own too. 
Like he got dragged around like a child because, you know, Draymond's real and Rudy Gobert's, you know, no offense to the French people, but he's French. Um, you know, so to get all that stuff out the way, uh, one thing that I keep, I keep seeing is people like are like assuming like Steve Kerr has like a, a small person fetish. And I think it's much less that and more about how his how like rigid he is about like the ball handler wing big thing. Cause like, you know, as much as like Moody's a guard, Kojo's a guard, Pods is a guard, Gary Payton's a guard, right? Like they don't get used the same. Like and the offense that Steve and Steph and Clay and Draymond want to play requires multiple ball handlers to function like well. So like if anybody goes out, we're probably just gonna be tiny. But I mean, it's an interesting like predicament. And I think that's like the argument as to like why we probably shouldn't have gotten like a 39 year old guy who's my height. But I mean, hey, we're here now. So are we doing the Chris Paul? Are we doing the Chris Paul? Uh, this isn't going to work thing right now. Uh, I think in? it can work. I think it's way too early to say anything can or can't work. Like, I don't have strong opinions. You're not about to catch me again with the recklessly deep stuff. Um so, but uh, I, I don't think the team would be worse if we went and got DeMar DeRozan. I only say DeMar DeRozan because it's realistic. Like, he's got an expiring salary that's kind of similar. And we know Chicago. We know Chicago's, Chicago's on the verge of blowing it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I, I still think all things come back to, like, are Kuminga and Moody going to be a part of this team or not? Because if they're not, you kind of have to see if – what you can do with them in terms of a trade as well. Like I said earlier, they got two months to see if that's going to, those are going to be foundational pieces or not, because, you know, end of the day, you're going to end up having to make a decision yeah. one way or another. Yeah. Um, cool. Ty, appreciate you. Good stuff, Good man. All right, sir. Get one more up here. I got a few calls. Yeah. Francis. There we go. There we go. Hi guys. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good and good and good. Uh, so, um, you know, the other show, you guys, uh, Andy asked, um, Sammy asked a question about um, what are your big ideas for the season right now? And I think the league is too big right now. Like, we got, like, all these teams that are loading up on, like, long athletic wings and long big bodies just because partly because of Jokic, but um, partly because that's the way the league is trending right now. Like you look at the last, how many years um, top five MVP voters, they're like three or four big guys in there all the time. You look at what Anthony Davis did last um, playoffs. You, you look at the league and it's getting bigger. And the only way we have Beating that in the past is that we've had shooters, right? We've had the best shooter in the world. We've had Clay Thompson. And if they're not going to be hitting at that level, is the trade to also go find shooters or is the trade to try and move where the trend is going with the league and get a little bigger if you find something so that would work? To me, the thing to call out is the way they've beaten bigger teams is with versatility and athleticism. Um, so they, they, you know, uh, Iguodala, um, Draymond Green, Harrison Barnes, obviously Kevin Durant, Andrew Wiggins, 
they haven't had seven footers. They've had a lot of six, seven guys who can play both ways and just can win with athleticism. And that's why I keep thinking it's like if Kuminga is not going to be that guy, you got to look at moving him to get a guy who can be that guy. He obviously profiles as that player, but I don't know. He's young. He, it might be four years before he gets there. And I don't, we don't have four more years, you know, um, four more years, four more years. <laughs> also, they also, they try to do the the big going big thing. They, they did try. It just, it just, you know, it's just the wrong draft. You know, so Evan Mobley and, and Chet Holmgren look, look pretty good. And then there's another big guy that got drafted Chet. high in between. And, you know, sometimes you know, that's, be perfect. It's how the chips fall. You know, well, watch. I mean, they want a championship, all that, you know, it's all worth it. But it's like, to your point, it's like, I'm sure they would like a big. It was one I'm trying to get out. I'm sure they would like a big to combat, but those are dime a dozen uh, in terms of impact ones like that that can be good off the bat. And, and, and end of the day, the way that they play with Steph is to, to, to what Sam said, is playing that style. They just need more guys that can play that style. Kaminga just looks like he can't. Andrew Wiggins can. Looks like he suddenly can't. Uh, Clay Thompson can, and and sometimes he cannot. Right now he cannot. Right, and Draymond can, but fucking guy just is gonna get himself suspended for almost ten games here. So it's just they have the 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 some of the guys there that are a little bit over the hill, and then they have guys that they thought were gonna be there that man are not gonna be there. So so and, Zach and Levine, here we come. And to the final point, like yeah, if they could get Bam out of bio, obviously, but they can't. You know, if they could get a, uh, a Giannis, obviously, I'm pretty sure Milwaukee's not trading him. You know, like we can go down the list. So I don't think it's opposition to a big as much as like they ain't there. The, the teams who have there. the bigs who matter are not interested in moving the bigs who matter. So it's Joel Embiid you know, at maybe Siakam is the best big. I mean, he's more of a power forward, power wing, but like he might be the best available option. I don't know. Carl Anthony Towns. How would you feel about him, Andy? There's he, rumors. There's rumors they want to move off of him, you know? And they're like, first in the West. So like that, I mean, come on. I, I have a very hard time seeing a Warriors Wolves trade happening in se- in season this season right now. How about Utah? Can we poke them for one of their their, their long athletic bigs that we, that they have? Do you think they would be willing to get some draft picks and some young players just for Laurie or Walker Kessler? I assume they're building their team around those two guys. But hey, yeah. Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> oh wait, no. I was just, John maybe, Collins. Oh, John Collins. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's tough. I don't. Know. I don't know what else to say. Uh, I would. I would love to get Lowry. I mean, that dude can light it up and would solve all the Warriors' scoring issues. Like, can you imagine offensive Lowry and and Steph. You'd be asking Draymond to guard the entire court, but you know, <laughs> would work. Um, okay. Uh, Francis, we appreciate you. Have a great one. We gotta figure out your your issue with the feedback, but it's anyway. happening with a lot of people. I feel like it's when it's. I feel like it's just when they don't use AirPods or something because we can just hear it out of their. Probably a good call. Yeah. yeah, or if you're using a mic without AirPods. Okay. Um, actually, let's end it there. Appreciate everyone called in.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.